0: It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Welcome to this episode of Kennedy Saves the World. And today we're going to be saved by a literary hulking giant, who happens to be a multimedia star? My friend Tyrus. He has his most I recent we had book. A third person here. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is Tyrus's new book. Enough said. There it is. Yep. Look get yours now. Uh, great, beautiful forewords by Dana Perino and the, Billy Corgan.
1: I had the double forward. Like, Nicely done. My book, That's a big deal. It, You know, it is. I've been really lucky with uh, blurbs and forwards because mm-hmm. i have like on my first book uh, the ultimate blurbs i had snoop dogg and dana perino but I mean, you don't get too much diverse and cool as that and then this time i had the double forwards so i get really lucky in those aspects but it was funny because i went to dana and asked her if she would like to write the forward because mm-hmm. she was such a big influence to in me writing books she was always kind of like you need to write you to write
0: yeah
1: and she was like sure and then billy corgan i thought he was gonna do a blurb like just but he wanted to write a forward. So, it's like, Corgan. yeah, it's Billy Corgan. So, you know, it's like one of those things where even though book law or whatever the deal is, you can only have one. But then I after I didn't know that. I, didn't know I did that not either. know that. But after seeing Killmead, because Killmead asked me to write the blurb for his book, mm-hmm. uh Booker T. Washington and uh, uh, Theodore Roosevelt, and he had 14 blurbs on the back. So, it w- I no longer am concerned with the rules of. Of blurbing? Blurbing and forwards. But I, I I double dipped and I'll take it. So it was very, it was very good.
0: No, they were beautifully written. And, you know, Dana had a wonderful way of describing your friendship and your way of communicating with each other. Obviously, great stories throughout the book. and And I thought it was really sweet how. Obviously, when you write your first book, and it's as personal as your first tale, Just Iris, was.
1: Naked and walking on the beach. It's
0: nerve-wracking. I mean, it really is like giving birth, because you don't know how people are going to respond to, it's really only worthwhile if you put, if you truly put yourself in the book, and I, I liked reading about that and the reaction that people had in this book.
1: Well, that, so the first book, I because i write everything in pieces i don't, I, I don't really go chapter a or 1 to 13 i will sometimes start at like 6 i'll just start cuz the way my brain works if you tell me if you show me there's you got to have at least 275 pages i'll still be at page 1 going oh you got 300 pages. but if i just write stuff and then at the end just kind of put it all together it seems to work then it good.
0: starts to appear and take shape everyone is allowed their own process right yeah like there's no reason to start from the beginning especially if if it it gives you a writer's
1: score and they just go but (laughs) i can't but after you put it all together then i have to read it yes um because i'm like because i'm to figure out where i'm at direction wise and whatever corrections you have to make and i sent it off and i got around to reading it and then i was i called the publisher and i said yeah i changed my mind it's i it's too personal because I got weird. Like I went cuz I'm a very closed off person. Like I, I didn't talk a lot about, about my life. Uh I make jokes and stuff instead. So it was very like um I didn't even call him said deals off. What my and at the time I think my advance was like I only had got half of it. So I was like, "Listen, I'll pay the other part back in installments like let's just it's too personal. I I don't want people coming up to me to ask me questions. I didn't think this through. Uh I just wanted to do a book like I talked about my wife, but I didn't want to get deep into it. And they were like, Well, it's too late. It's already out there. So I don't know about giving birth, but definitely feels like that first time um you're naked in front of a doctor mm-hmm. with like but the doctor that day had students come with them. Mm-hmm. You know, like
0: I had that recently at the OB.
1: Yeah, you know what I'm saying? it's like it was
0: intense. It was a male student.
1: You can deal with the doc, yeah. But when there's five people with clipboards behind them going, you just wasn't you not really? There's no way there's no sitting, resting face that's okay.
0: I made the male resident rate my vagina. Oh, it made him very uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, that would have been I just hearing that made me uncomfortable, but I
0: hey, you know what? This is this is the life we chose to live.
1: Hey, if you're going to be in the room,
0: <laughs> you're in the room, you're going to rate. Uh, speaking of sex robots, I loved your take on AI because there are a lot of pearl clutching naysayers about AI right now who are so worried that. AI is going to figure out the nuclear codes and AI is going to be the thing that that brings us down. I don't believe that. No, I don't I've, I've seen some of these AI programs and they're really funny. Like if you just want to, it was like when we first discovered Siri and we would ask her questions like, Siri, do you think I'm pretty? So <laughs> AI, it's really fun to screw around with, but you know, you bring up a good point. We have so many emotions and so many feelings that are ruling us right now, uh, To our detriment, Mm -hmm. and then AI is just going to bottom line it.
1: I would take an AI judge in a minute.
0: Yeah, the the thing I've never thought about the AI judge.
1: If you're innocent, you want AI judge. Amen. If you're guilty, take your chances with the feelings judge Mm -hmm. because we've what we've seen today. Now, if you have to be in line with the judge's voting and religion and way of thinking to get a fair trial, so that scares the hell out of me. Mm -hmm. So we've become very like feelings have become in a lot of cases stronger than facts. That's where AI is good. But AI always goes back to the same thing. It's only going to be as good as the person who designs it.
0: How good are the sex robots going to be? Because I have been pro-sex robot for some time.
1: By the time they come out, I'm at a point in my life where I don't care anymore. You know, like if it would have came out like during the awkward, the the desert dry spells of your early 20s and late teens probably would have held off on saving up for a car.
0: Mm-hmm. But, <laughs>
1: you know, but like...
0: But what the, about you know loneliness is an epidemic in this country, no, I, and I, a lot of seniors don't have companionship. But if we have, if we have sex robots, like they won't, it'll only make it
1: worse. Like I think it's going to make it worse. Yeah. Uh, and here's why I tell I'm you: I'm just it's, looking
0: out for the seniors, Tyrus. No, but, but
1: here's the thing: like, I guess I'm the only while, lover of humanity like, in this booth. Well, there. Okay, so you got your sex robot, and there's that great movie, Her. Mm-hmm. You remember? The, have you seen Her?
0: No, I saw Lars and the Real Doll.
1: Oh no, no, no! You got to see Her. Because that's exactly what this is. Uh, except there was the earpiece and um uh what's it, Phoenix. He played the Joker. Joaquin. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix. He um he's like a guy who couldn't get over his divorce. So he downloaded basically a Siri, but it's a, a little it goes in your earpiece, but nobody talks to anybody. Like in the movie, everyone's just kind of walking. They even like the clothes have changed. Everybody wears like sweat outfits that don't mm-hmm. that look like pants. But he ends up Falling in love with his AI, yeah, and eventually uh she breaks up with him oh, because sad. she outgrows him.
0: But oh, that's true he was like,
1: "Well, am I the only one?" And the best line of things, she's like, "I'm programmed. I have one million six hundred forty-seven boyfriends like you." So I think the 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 and he was just like devastated. You lied to me. She's yeah. like, "No, that's my program. I'm what not job. capable of lying." Yeah, but the but the premise is, is like. It's still never going to make up for human content. No, absolutely It's just not. not. And the problem is but that— But that's
0: also why we don't have but to But we've become it. so
1: arrogant and we're nar- so narcissistic. Like, that was the biggest outbreak besides uh, uh, the coronavirus was the narcissism virus. Because we've all become—anyone who has social media, one, thinks they're a star. You know, like, they post what they're eating that day. As if millions of people are saying, like, oh, what did, what did Tyrus eat this yeah. morning? Was it one eight or six? <laughs> like, what is it? But over I eight that, eight?
0: It, But you made such a good point talking about millennials because it's it's really easy to poop on millennials, especially like I'm a Gen Xer, so man, it's Gen I, X and I love generational warfare because we are sandwiched in between two of the most narcissistic generations. Yeah, between baby boomers and millennials, it's like, come on, man. But it's it, you. You had a great point, which is you know, in the olden days, you know. Your your uncle, your grandfather probably worked for a company for 30 years and, as you write in the book, retired with a gold watch and a pension. Yeah. And now people are very much hustling constantly, side gigs, uh, working on building their brand more than anything and living right. an interesting life. And it
1: only works if your brand translates to something because everyone has a brand. Yes. And it does not most of it. And the... That's the problem. It's like people they get so caught up in the extreme because that's what social media is. We see the extreme behaviors. That's what everyone looks at. It's like oh, and then we normalize it and think that's how it is. I think everyone who has a who has a, a a page or a platform or a live thing, they think they go, they have millions of followers and they're making all this money. Yeah, and they're not. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. Most influencers they get deals with companies to put their stuff on platforms. They don't just get like Disney doesn't cut them a check for talking about Mickey mouse for two hours without Disney knowing ahead like they, they, we get so caught up in the, the quick fix of it or the celebrity fix, of it, they don't realize that old school guys, the reason why they did that is so they could relax at the end of the life. See kids want to relax now. Yes. And then all of a sudden just have it there for them when they're older and it doesn't work that way, but because mommy and daddy won't cut the strings, we see a lot of that where like, I got friends who are like talking about their, their kids aren't going to get out of their house until they're like 30. And I'm like, especially for men, I I can't speak on women, but I know I, if I didn't go through the period of not having and having to like decide, do I pay the light bill or to go out with the boys this week? Like if I didn't have those type of situations.
0: That's, I feel bad for people who grow up rich who never have to right. face that because it it really does forge you like it you it definitely to. makes you smarter, more logical and stronger because you don't want to face those decisions again. You do whatever you can to work as hard as you can to not face those decisions. Well, you have to
1: go through that stuff to appreciate what you have. Yeah. Well, you know, and I, I see it now with my kids, even Christmas this year, like I, I was, you know, shopping and getting everyone to make sure they had the presents they asked for. But I specifically leave. A couple things off the list, because I don't think you should get everything you asked for, mm-hmm. in life. and yet and to see how long they stay focused on what they didn't have. And this year I was proud that I didn't hear too much about what they didn't get. Uh, but years past I was like, Well, I asked for these eight things, I only got six. I'm like, when I was a kid, it was like socks, underwear, one big gift. Oh yeah, a couple small gifts. That's it. No, like, we, we had your, a few your years where... You were cut off at the bar. There was
0: Yeah, my big present was like a set of sheets and a yeah. matching comforter. I remember and the like, socks. Yeah, I, I will never forget those like lean years because it really helped you appreciate... But the
1: one nice gift you had, you yeah. cherished it. Like I see piles of presents that I bought just stacked up somewhere and i was like
0: why did i think no.
1: but we get but that's on us though because extras we do too much
0: yes absolutely like
1: we're we're responsible even though my guys my group is i started kids late so mine are all young like nine and i not know and 11 and 12 well 12 12 now all 12 the last 12 crossed the finish line <laughs> december 17th you're
0: like Tyrus, do you have triplets yeah like, no yeah. kind
1: of i outsource <laughs> <laughs> And I th- like in the book, I don't talk about it. I make reference to them, but I don't talk about it. A lot of people ask me why I don't write more about my kids and stuff. Cause I'm like, because of the unconventional way they all came together, they're going to have a lot of questions and growing pains because anytime you have all your brothers and sisters are born in the same year, mm-hmm. um, they're, they're going to be, there's going to be good days. And there's going to be bad days and there's going to be question days. Yes. And as my kids get older, the last thing I want them to do is have to refer to a book that I discussed it with the world and didn't discuss it with them. So that's why I'm always like, people always ask, like, I'd love to hear that story other than in and, and joke yeah. and stand up.
0: And sometimes it's not your story to tell, yeah, but especially it's not. when and there are And that's one thing I, I push in yeah. this
1: book. I never tell anybody's business. Like, I cannot stand tell-alls, especially as a bodyguard, uh, working with Snoop and a lot of the people that I that I was doing executive protection. I'm there and I see parts of their life that I would never have seen had I not been their bodyguard. Yeah. So for me to speak on it, I think is the worst flight, the worst thing a bodyguard to do would be to talk about a personal life because you're there to protect. Yeah. You're not there because you were invited You're no, there that's... because, and I, and I feel like, and I'll do it in the book. And I especially did on my first book. Right. I do this book. I will tell them a certain story to a point. I'll be like, this is where my version ends. Yeah. You need to check the mother because especially like football locker rooms, wrestling locker rooms, you didn't earn the right to be there. You don't get that stuff. Yeah. So sometimes, and I think longevity wise, it's better because we all see the salacious, you know, you tell like well, the, the royal book where he, you know, talking about his dad wearing underwear and, uh, you know, just making fun of him, and trashing the, his royal family. And it got him some good book sales the first month.
0: Yeah.
1: Now he's stuck with his albatross around his neck that he can't get rid of. And
0: and they're not going to forget. They're like, like oh, they're, guess what? I
1: guess what? They're thinking about cutting really him off completely. Really was it? worth grudges. It? Yeah. But was, and rightfully like so. so. I just feel like you shouldn't talk about, talk about yourself because you can always, no matter what, with very few exceptions, you can always look at yourself in situations and you could always have done a little better. And that's how I try to like write my style of books is I always try to put it on me. Because when you put it on other people, you really can't fix it.
0: And Unless they're pe- dead and then you can make stuff up, which I found out.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that. What?
0: Tell yeah. me. What? Yeah, Kirk and had two children together. You did? No, not really. But I think I could. You know what?
1: <laughs> Well, you know what? There's a story that you know that we're talking about when Gutfield is a man who had 185 80 kids. 80 kids.
0: But I, you you're know, talking he, about a rough Christmas. But I don't. I mean, you get carpal tunnel. I hate still that not story. Christmas cards. He did, did
1: he really do the work though? He didn't. No. He, he's you know. No,
0: it's a very short parental investment.
1: Yeah, he he donated an office. Yeah. So he had 180 conquests. No. That were all knocked up. That that's yeah. impressive. I mean, that but would be impressive. And probably like if legal. you if
0: you are that virile that you yeah. could just look at a woman
1: and get 180 women pregnant and then say I don't know why am I single you can't afford you should have uh, that's impossible. I mean if
0: you bring that up with anyone on a second or third date it's I mean, like you, you would Bye. have to,
1: you would have to refer to your children like in a hive sense
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is my colony
0: yes these are the wasps
1: I couldn't even imagine, there's no way you're remembering all those names
0: no. 180?
1: No, you name them all numbers.
0: Yeah. I, think that's I, don't, I don't know if I could name 180 people on my phone. Don't go anywhere. More Kennedy saves the world right after this. So when when you were listening to Richard Pryor as a kid and you still do before your shows, Everyone. which I absolutely love. So now I will picture you with your beats on yep. listening to Richard Pryor, which makes me so happy because I don't think he gets enough love. But this is funny because you're talking about Richard Pryor and uh I, I read Nikki Six's book and he had a very similar childhood to yours. Okay. Um, and you know, he was he's very personal and it's it's heartbreaking. Like it's hard to read. When you look up to someone and they're one of your heroes and right. then you find out that they went through so much pain, like it kind of breaks your heart because you're emotionally invested in their, like their life. I
1: was like that with Lou Ferrigno when I yeah. talked to Lou Ferrigno about his
0: childhood. So Nikki Sixx's mom dated a comic when they lived in Reno and it was the only male figure in his life who was decent to him, right. kind and, you know, went out of his way to spend time with him. It was Richard Pryor. And I and in my head I conflated and I thought your mom dated Richard Pryor. Did your mom no, date Richard Pryor?
1: No, she dated George Clements.
0: Oh, after
1: that, yeah, okay, she was kind of done with the brothers. Like, <laughs> see, after after she met the version of the where I came from, she was, she was, she was good. Yeah. She she had enough. Uh, unfortunately, he as him as a representative uh, didn't wasn't a very good. Uh, he was he was a, a abominable. Uh, I hate using the word man, but he was. Uh, uh-huh terrible to her to where it kind of shaped changed. somebody so vicious that it changes the way you look at the world Mm -hmm. uh and Mm -hmm. i i think a lot of especially um mental health in the late 70s early 80s that wasn't a thing you didn't know that was something that rich people there was a lot of stigma
0: around that too like if you you told people you're going to they wouldn't even use the word therapist they use word counselor
1: yeah Cause if like you're, you're
0: going to see a school counselor trying to figure out where to go to college. Exactly, that's That's, yeah. they, they try there's to a woman soft all that.
1: Who's got two white kids, and she's trying to, she was, she had me when she was just, I think she was almost turned 16, or she was 15 or 16 at the time. And you didn't, domestic violence, you didn't go anywhere. You just took it. Like, it was just, and it was not just her. I can remember like sitting there because they used to back in the day, everyone smoked cigarettes and sat at the table and drank wine or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the wives would get together and they would just in the, I suppose they assumed we're working, but most of the time we're around the streets and they would just sit at the table. And it was just, they, when they were there, they could talk about it because they had to be in the circle and you could see one either had a black eye or mm-hmm. bruised wrist or whatever. They were talking about this, that, or whatever. and And that was the only time that they could even get things out, but it was always like, hush and if a child walked into the room they just stopped talking Hmm. because and i talked about it enough said where uh my father came home which was funny he was weird because he would come home convinced that she was cheating but he was out cheating the whole time like that you know what i'm saying like that always blew my mind yeah like he would come in he'd come home and he'd go at her and then uh one of the book the sea turtles book where he was forcing me to call her names to get her to confess that she had been been cheating and and uh, my mother was she didn't want the savings passed on to me and i just i talk about our eye contact where she Mm. was like just mommy knows you don't mean it do what you need because she was more concerned with protecting me from him so but like you never there was just no places for women her age and her situation to go to really get help other than just one day hulking up and saying "Ah, the hell with it what she did she packed us up and she and she got us out of there but it took it took the abuse starting to spread me and my brother's way before she... Because her, she had just accepted her fate. And that was just the mindset back then to where, like, I'm just in a bad situation. Focus on the good times. Hopefully, he won't kill me. But we do know statistically that's usually... Yeah, that's, it, it I usually mean, you ends read, up...
0: especially around Christmas. Like, you, you read these horrific stories. When were you big enough to take him on?
1: Oh, I tried when I was four. I wrote about it in my first book. I tried to stab him in the butt, too. I, unfortunately... I have always find a little humor and everything. See, I saw a movie where I got stabbed and he just, you stab him,,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they just die. That's yeah. all. It didn't matter where, I think it was like in the back or something. Somebody, mm-hmm. and he walks out slowly and drops to his knees mm-hmm. and that's it. So I was like,
0: huh. See the little cardboard under his coat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, again, I thought all I had to do was. Puncture. He was doing his stuff with my mom and the man, a knife and, and stabbed him. And I was height wise. It was like right in his butt. Like mm-hmm. right in the, and did not end well with me. Uh, and I, I think, but that's what sparked her going okay enough. Because at that point, then I was now the betrayer because I wasn't his son. And I could do, how come his own flesh and blood do that? That won't we'll stop it my mom. But that's, I think the thing that triggers. He had hit me so hard that he had cracked my orbital socket. Yeah. And then he wanted to throw me out the window of our apartment because I wasn't his. Because I tried to. Huh. So, so But my mother, it wasn't until then that's when she was like, enough. And I I always wondered what, how things would have been for her. I mean, she's got on with her life amazingly and all that good stuff. But in terms of our relationship, if it wouldn't have got to the point where it was me, how, if she could have got out before. Like today now, someone's saying something like, you can pick up a phone and call somebody. Even the police will come out and, you know. They'll
0: arrest somebody.
1: They'll arrest, yeah, California. Whoever has the mark is going mm. man or woman, but it, it didn't used to be like that, you know, and you just, and then if you called them and the, if they did come to the house and so maybe he does get arrested for the night, then he gets, well, especially nowadays. Look
0: at but, OJ, got arrested a bunch of times.
1: And then comes home. Who do you think he's going to pass those savings on to? Yeah. And, and he supposedly provided who's going to get him out. Then you, all the money, the person who's putting him in, then has to go bail him out. And then she's got a, you know, that's going to be a fun car ride on. So.
0: I mean, just, just. You talk,
1: I talk a lot about it in terms of like her strength, but it comes in, that's the sea sea turtles chapter.
0: When were you able to forgive your mom? Um,
1: probably Probably. when I had kids. Yeah. It like takes yeah. it for a long time. uh, It was, uh, I was always bitter, but more so because I always felt like I was never enough. Like you don't. As a kid, you don't understand adult things. You don't understand why there had to be boyfriends. You didn't understand those things. And as a young man who idolizes his mother, and you see these, a lot of times they were losers. I mean, but again, now that I'm a grown ass man and I have kids, I understand some of the choices, but it wasn't, you got to grow up before you understand what mom and dad does. So I always look at when kids are like, oh, my parents are the worst. And they did this to me. I'm like, wait till you walk in their shoes and you might see things a little bit differently. And so just dealing with trying to be a good dad and, and dealing with the the situations that come and grow all of a sudden um, some of my mother's choices as an adult made sense. They didn't, they weren't feel good choices. You know, somebody gives you up for a little while so they can go get their degree. So they become a nurse. Yeah. You, as a kid, you just focus on them giving you up. You don't think why. And the easiest thing is to think, well, they didn't care about you, but then to go into to nursing school and to get your, and to graduate and, and get to have a job and have some, uh, something where you can provide for your kids was a great idea. It was the best move that she made. Mm-hmm. So if I look back at it now and I focus on the positives, I had the great relationship. I got lucky. The people who were taking care of me were good people. Uh, I, I got, I learned a lot from, from, uh, my foster dad a lot about what it is to be a man like uh, our time was short they we were getting like three years but his lessons carried on with me forever mm-hmm. but for a long time i just but felt that's, like that's abandoned. an era
0: in a child's life
1: yeah that's an like era that is yeah. a
0: very substantial but amount we, of time
1: well we're seeing now that the errors we're not allowing kids to grow through it mm-hmm. we're not allowing okay. that anymore we're trying to solve these problems as, the as, bulldozer parent uh, well but we've become bulldozer society because yeah. You see the school, the teachers. I mean, even the, the chapter about
0: day. USC yeah, and, and the Booker. Oh, no, no. Sorry. Frederick Douglass yeah. chapter. You're talking about, you know, taking words away as though the words are going to hurt people and the words are the problem. But you point out the people for whom the of words course, are the problem. They're the problem. Yeah, if they change the
1: name, and if you, change USC, you can't use to the party. word
0: field. Yeah. Like I I do field work. You know, I'm going out in the field to do some some research. My field division.
1: vision. That's by people who don't read books all the way through that's why people who come up with these flash ideas it's not the words it's the deeds that matter a field is unless you literally spent your life in a field which nobody in any recent memory in the last century has had to do in this country so when they when they take try to take words like that away that's unaffected virtue signaling Mm -hmm. it's it's a waste it means absolutely nothing nobody is saying field oh my my great great grandfather was in a field no one is saying that they they hear the word slavery. Yeah. My great, great grandfather was a slavery. I'm glad that shit's over. Like, but for someone like me to be like, Oh, slavery has just got me all twisted. That's a, that's I'm full of it. I'm just making that up. I'm just using that as an excuse for not doing what I need to do or well, let's be honest, the hustle, because in this day and age, you can make, America has so much money that we throw at these fake causes and these shakes downs and whether it's, black lives mattered or if it was a, a religious church hustle. it's just straight yeah it's a hustle so there's a lot of money in being a victim and playing the thing and there's people who have nothing better to do with their money but to throw it towards like oh this i'm contributing to black Lives matters as a as a rich white man because i want to you know whew, my conscience is clear yeah. it is sleep like, but from what what did you what did you do well i i i I'm just trying to help. Yeah, it's like know?
0: John Kerry buying carbon credits, making himself feel better about flying private everywhere. Yeah,
1: no. That's not, it's, this, it's, this, it's not this, how it works. Again, listen, if you... I talk about the environment, too. Like I said, I, this 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 book is like each chapter is not connected. That's one. No, thing. it's
0: great. It's comprehensive, yeah, but it's it'll, like, it yeah. allows you to use your experience. But the and,
1: hustles that we see, especially you and I see, that's one thing about working in a place like Fox News is we see the hustles all the time now. Yeah. And we see the, whether they're grassroots or whatever. And people will throw money at stuff instead of investigating or getting involved or showing up to the marches or the protests. Because if they did, they'd, a lot of times they'd be like, oh, this is the one I saw. Oh, yeah. you know what?
0: Yeah. these I'm I'm good. Full of hot garbage.
1: Yeah, because they're. But they, just... You're
0: absolutely right. There's so many rich people who throw money and it's it's really for virtue signaling. But they don't want to investigate the truth. They They no. don't want to make the hard calls. They're, they're not going to go and talk to the people who are supposedly, you know, at ground zero. Find on out the front for line. yourself. Yes. That's the
1: biggest message in my book. You have to investigate everything. People just, it, we read, what happened was the worst thing happened was uh, the original Twitter before it became X. That little amount of words, how many words you're allowed 140 to put, characters, uh, 140 characters. Yeah. 140 characters. That's about as far as we go. We just see a headline. Yeah. Kennedy saves the world is going across this is very cool i don't have any of these on my podcast this is very nice but uh kennedy saves the world so then i would say well you know kennedy saved the world last week yeah i did and then, it. I mean, like, it and she you know well what world did she She saved the world
0: the world world
1: did she did she help all everyone oh i don't know so the world's visually she, apparently she's yeah. racist why she saved But no one bothers to be like, realize that like, oh, it's a catchphrase for a podcast. No, no, no. She saved the world. Yeah. Like that's all, that's all they need. That's enough. And if it's a misspell or Kennedy slays the world and then, you know, did you share that Kennedy put hands on the world this week? What? And they just run with it. No one investigates. No one looks things up. They say things just like, oh, I belong to Black Lives Matter. Oh, why? Because Black Lives Matter. Oh, okay. But why? Black Lives Matter. You're racist. Like, that's the, yeah. that's the, the phrase. And Black Lives Matter, like, everyone wants to go after them for the buying mansions. They're just following the playbook. Like, anytime you go to church and the reverend's got diamonds on, yeah, I'm called a suspect. Like, I'm, I'm just like, did, Jesus was a carpenter. Okay. He could have had a lot of jobs. He knew a guy, you know, like, he could have used nepotism in any way he wanted to. And, uh, but he didn't. So I always find it funny that we're, we go at Black Lives Matter needs to be put on a microscope because, they basically played they used the group for individual achievement, saying this is for black, but they didn't build any schools, didn't buy any computers, they didn't do any of that. They took care of themselves and they took care of black lives matter to them. Mm-hmm. They took because that's what we all do. We take care of what matters to us. You don't when you feed your kids at night, you go, like, hold on, let me go take give me some of your stuff to go outside and see if we can feed another kid. You're not gonna do that. You're gonna take care of yours first. And it's the same thing. And so when I hate grouping. It's the, the my biggest pet peeve. Because whenever I'm thrown in a group and I'm like, hey, black voters, what? Like, that's, that's the stupidest shit I've ever I heard in my life. Oh, well, well women voters who wear glasses, you're, they tend, they lean towards this. What are you, you have no idea. Like, you're, com, you're, you're connecting people based on pigment, not life experiences, not tax brackets. Or
0: who they're looking out for and who they're going to take care of first. Because right. you have a lot more in common as a parent with someone else who also has kids. Who has the same frustrations and concerns right. that you do? But
1: they will do the. Oh, it's black parents yeah. or white parents. It has to do with how many how many zeros you are putting in your account each week, composed of how much you're paying out. Mm-hmm. That de- that decides as a parent how you feel politically about things.
0: Amen. So
1: it has nothing to do with skin. Well, you're gonna lose the black vote. There is no black vote. There's no white vote. The individuals vote, and for a long time, the one the one thing that in the book I talk about with, I don't talk about Trump much at all because I feel like everyone else talks about it. But he did make it to where people who were not interested in politics at all yeah. are now. Yeah. It's like sport game now. Now we're starting to see more people like, oh, well, well, whether you agree with him or not, or you want to vote for him or don't vote for him, uh, that's not the point. The The point is he changed the game to where people who weren't invested because of the reality TV show event between him and mainstream media mm-hmm. brought people start looking at more than just the lines, more than just the headlines. So I'm excited about that. I think that's going to change. I think they're still pushing the group thing, but I'm hoping we're starting to get more advanced as people to always start voting.
0: Well, if if you want to read about the uh, struggle and success of an incredible individual and how that translates to every voting individual. (laughs) Enough said, Is Tyrus' latest book. Thank you so much for stopping by. It's always good to talk to you. Yeah, I mean You're, your your story. Yeah, your story is uh, it's compelling and it's really funny. Like that's I I love the chapter about Mr. Rivera. I didn't know yeah. Geraldo was your drama teacher.
1: He, you know what? Uh, he Geraldo would have been a good drama teacher. I believe it. He's very he he. You remember his old TV shows? Hells yeah. Yeah, but no, unfortunately, Mr. Rivera was a giant. I think he was Swedish or something. He yeah, he had to be like one of the nor. He was Norwegian of some sort. He was tall. But he had, like, the Hulk Hogan hair where, like, it was long, went bald on top, but Horseshoe, he wasn't letting yep. it go. But it was the long horse. Yeah,
0: the, the the drape.
1: Like, if he had a hat on, he would have the party fell in the back. <laughs> yeah. And he like, oh, this dude has long hair. And he takes it off. You're and you like, oh. shiny. But he was, <laughs> he used to do this thing real quick. You know? When you would be on stage, and it used to just blow my mind. and I could not get around with it. When you would go to perform, he'd sit at the front of the class to watch you. Mm-hmm. But he would always do this face where he would put both his hands and be like, He'd do like, <laughs> like this and you'd be like, I remember one time right? I was like, are you going to be like that the whole time? Because I can't do this monologue. I can't yeah. do this. I can't do had a Hamlet monologue. And I'm like, I can't to be or not to be what you stare at me like that. <laughs> like, Cause is and he was like, Oh, I'm sorry. Please continue. <laughs> and he was just watching, you know, and then like, you either get a brilliant or, Oh, woof oh. I have some notes. We're almost there. Yeah. But we're not yeah. there. I'm just like,
0: the, their one teacher who believes in he you cares. changes like, yeah, your life. But like he, he, and God bless he those cared. teachers. We need more of them. We need oh, them to open gosh, up the teachers' unions. Yeah. Do we even and, have drama
1: teachers anymore?
0: Uh, kids are I was lucky. failing
1: Spanish class so bad that yeah. she was like, I will help you get out. Oh, I will help you get in this. She's like, there's a drama class at this time period. Maybe you should go into that.
0: And, and, and you like, and Mr. Rivera were meant for each other. Like, yeah. Socrates so. and Plato. Tyrus, thank you. Always good to talk a to you. Always pleasure. I'll see you later, Skeeter. Yes, you will. Yes, I will. Sometimes. This has been Kennedy Saves the World, along with Tyrus Save and me. Kennedy. Right. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Oh, go ahead and leave me a review while you're there. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You've been listening to Kennedy Saves the World on the Fox News Podcast Network.